Hello and welcome to The Bomb Filter, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to determine the worst movie ever made. We take bad movies and put them through a series of tests to decide just that. I'm your host, Chris Ock, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci. Hey, Rob, how are you and why are we doing this? Oh, I'm doing great, and we are doing this to break down the steampunk epic Wild Wild West. Um, is, is it epic? No. Um, it's, it's, it, it's epically, um, in poor taste. Yeah, no, it really is. Like, I, I remember watching this as a kid and like laughing at it. And like, made, a lot of it was probably over my head because I was like, what, like nine, 10 years old when it came out. And, yeah. uh, I thought like the mechanical spiders and all that shit was really cool. But watching it, it was just, I, I don't know. It was just like, it was like blackface without blackface almost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I, I'm surprised that Will Smith was cool with playing this role when he read the script. He must have known. Yeah. You know, it's not going to look good for him or, you know, yeah, anyone involved with the movie. It's, <laughs> anyone involved. it's, it's really rough. Um, anyway, I have some uh, bad reviews. You got YouTube comments? Should I throw yeah, it me, to you after? Uh, read your reviews. I'll pull the comments up. Cool. Um, so Ernest Hardy from film.com. He says the humor is, at best, thudding. At its worst, it's breathtakingly stupid and offensive. Yeah, that, that's, that's very accurate. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's super, super offensive. I can't wait to get into one of our later tests. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, okay, so the second review that I have is not exactly that. I'm going to be doing some paraphrasing. Um, okay. I was telling you a little bit about research that I wanted to look into earlier in the week. Okay. Okay. So my friend, Phil, I've mentioned him before on the podcast. He's a fellow movie buff. So we talk movies okay. sometimes. Sure. I told him we were doing wild, wild west. And he was yeah. like, Oh, do you ever hear what Kevin Smith had to say about it? Okay. I, I hadn't. So he was like, check it out. Like look it up on YouTube. Basically Kevin Smith um, is talking about, a Superman movie. I think it's called like Superman Reborn or something. It doesn't come out yeah. until 2000. It doesn't come out until 2006, but he was hired as okay. a writer in the nineties. In yeah. Um, but they, they let Tim Burton take it over. So he gets fired. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't a very big deal. He had made clerks, but he was, you know, like working on some of his bigger films, yeah. you know, so they canned him. Um, but in the process of writing, he was um, invited to a big producer, John Peters, Okay. He he was introduced to his mansion to meet him, to get to know him. Like John Peters is going to assess whether or not he wants Kevin Smith to do the, do the movie. Right. Okay. So John Peters immediately, and this is for Superman, mind you. Yeah. He's like, I've got three initiatives for you. You need to one, make sure that Superman does not fly in the movie. Yeah. Two, no suit, no cape. Okay. Like, so Kevin Smith's already thinking like, so not Superman. Yeah. Right. He's like, okay, fine. What's the third initiative? And the guy is like, we need a giant spider. He needs to fight a giant spider at some point in the movie. <laughs> right. So Kevin Smith's like, okay, fine. He writes this big script, turns it in, eventually gets fired. He yeah. goes, he gets invited to the wild, wild west premiere. Mm -hmm. Kevin Smith goes, he's sitting in the crowd. And what does he see all of a sudden? <laughs> The giant spider. <laughs> the giant fucking mechanical spider. John Peters <laughs> was a major producer on Wild Wild List. So yeah. uh, apparently this guy <laughs> had some kind of fascination with spiders. But if you want to <laughs> see more, you can look it up. Uh, Kevin Smith 
talking on YouTube about it. It's, it's really funny. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, so I'm going to toss it to your YouTube comments since that was nice and wordy. Okay. Um, this has to be my most favorite guilty pleasure movie of all time. I try not to connect this with the show, and on its own, it's very entertaining. There was a show called Wild Wild West, like yeah. way, way back in the day. Yeah, I saw some stuff about that. Uh, let's see. Between the Magnificent Seven and the Wild Wild West, both are, period. Both are good films and have great actors in them, period. And I like Will Smith. He's one exceptional actor, period. <laughs> well, hey, I'll agree with that last part. I really do like Will Smith. Yeah, that, that's, that's why we actually kind of picked this, because we watched Suicide Squad, and we were so blown away, like, he was the only good character in the movie. Yeah. And um, we were like, you mentioned that this is basically what killed his momentum. So, you know, you yeah. had, like, you had like Men in Black, you had Bad Boys, you had um, whatever big one he was in. Uh, Independence yeah. Day. Independence, yes. Yeah, yeah that was where his career really took off. Yeah, and then... Yeah. And you can't really blame Will Smith, I think, because when you're on a rocket to success, like yeah. engi- engines of rockets suck in a bunch of things, birds, debris, some shitty scripts. Yeah. So he just, <laughs> he just, yeah, got sucked ask, right up in there. Friend Nick Cage, he knows. Oh yeah. So I, I don't think he's entirely at fault. I mean, he did what he could, but, um, I mean, it's a so really you're, you're saying that movie. there was a uh, you're saying there was a shitty movie script like just floating through the air like a feather in Forrest Gump and just happened to be like sucked yeah. right up into the <laughs> yeah. right, into, right into the okay. Will Smith engine yeah all right um, all right so well defended sir I won't take that one off um, yeah all right is that your YouTube comment section yes okay uh, I'm gonna move us on to the budget botch watch um, this one I hey. feel like is just obvious uh, all right it's not maybe not as obvious as a stealth boat. Right, but yeah. um, number three, uh, maybe it maybe a bit of a nitpick. Okay, so this one's not super obvious, but you okay. you know when uh, Loveless is like giving a speech to the leaders of other countries and stuff. Yeah, um, he's in. They're all in this giant glass ceiling like building set. Yeah, and I just don't. I feel like they could have done it at his mansion. They could have done it on any set that they already have. But they had like. I, I, even if it was plastic or something, it like was a, a high expense. I imagine it was a yeah. big expense making that building just so that they can have a four minute scene. Yeah. In it. Exactly. Uh, number two, did they need as many explosions as they had? No. I mean, this is like, this was more of like a covert mission type of movie. It wasn't like a high octane action. Yeah, uh, I mean, but they but they tried making it into one. I feel. I mean, they, this could have been a dialogue movie, and it could have been still funny, throwing a few oh, haymakers, and you know what I mean. I mean, it is. It's it's like such a heavy dialogue uh, yeah. movie. I I feel bad actually for the audience because I'm going to make them suffer through a lot of the lines again, and they're okay. not short. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Um, all right, so number one, um, I had all the CGI mechanical elements. Okay. Like the, the spider must have not been cheap to like render on CGI for 1999. Yeah, crawling into like the freaking Grand Canyon and shit, or like, not Grand Canyon, but like you know what I mean, like a giant yeah, but basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, giant like you know plateaus and whatever. Yeah. Um. What you got? Anything else they wasted money on? That fucking wheelchair. 
Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was like a huge expense, but I mean, just the, th- the thing that I loved as a kid was like, I-, I love like all the gears and like, I just love that shit. I, I think it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's cool to look at. Yeah. It's like, even in Waterworld, when the boat was opening up for the first time and like all the gears yeah. and the pumps were going, I love that yeah. shit. But that's, it, they must have spent so much fucking money on this stuff. The train, <laughs> the, the pool table in the train, like what, what is the practical application of a pool table that flips upside down and goes trackside? Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess to imprison someone and really intimidate them. I guess it, yeah. Gordon doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He says it's his, his train. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I didn't write it in the illogical inconsistency, so I'll just say yeah. it now. But the president is like, I'm giving you train number seven on track A, B, or whatever. Yeah. And Gordon's like, oh, okay. And then he gets on his bike and rides to it. But it's his train, though. So, like, yeah. Right? So the president would have been like, Gordon, take your train, you know? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, all right. That's uh, that's what I've got for the budget watch watch. Okay. Um, so I'm going to then. Uh, bring us into test number one, the Keystone Apparatus. Yeah. Um, so this segment is designed to get a proper evaluation of the ecosystem of films that the movie exists in. So we average the Rotten Tomato critic scores for the movie suggested to us by the streaming service. Um, in this case, I used IMDb. Okay. Because HBO just gave me a bunch of other Will Smith movies, and I don't feel like that's a fair estimation. Yeah, you need other people in the pot stirring it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's then determined if the film is a keystone predator or if yeah. it's prey in its ecosystem. So, okay. Um, we're going to compare the critics, uh, scores for the movies that I picked and yeah. get an average. And then we're going to compare the wild, wild west critic store on Rotten Tomatoes. And the difference will give us our score. Okay. So let's do it. Test number one, the keystone apparatus. Oh, right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step up to witness my latest creation, the darn, too enraging, deucing, convoluted, highfalutin keystone apparatus. You want to know if you're predator or prey? Then step this way and have your say. Wait, oh no, what's happening? Something is going terribly wrong! The keystone apparatus. Uh, Dude, that's incredible. Thank you so yeah, much. I had that. fun making I, uh, I, I screamed in my apartment doing that. I was gonna go to my car and record it, but I was like, fuck it, fuck my neighbors. I don't care. That's what's so funny about it is that you texted me earlier and you were like, I, I tortured my family with this bumper. I can't wait for exactly. you to hear. Like I can't wait to hear like how loud and crazy oh, yeah. it was for that bumper. Oh no, Stacy was taking a shower and Bowie was playing with her blocks and Atticus was in a swing. And I scream, and Stacy said she heard the chain reaction. She heard me scream. She heard Bowie start crying, and then the baby started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Uh, uh, worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. Uh, all right, so the first one, Men in Black. This is not fair to uh, Wild Wild West, but I did yeah. pick two Will Smith movies. Okay. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones as well. Got a 92. Fair. The other Will Smith movie with Eva Mendez, uh, Hitch. Okay. Got a 69. I actually thought that was a little, for Rotten Tomatoes, that's a little high. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if you go by rom-com standards, it's not, I mean, it's better than 50 First Dates. Give it oh, that's that true. Much, you that's know what I mean? Good point. Uh, have, you remember Shanghai Nights with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan? I remember, I remember like watching it on like Comedy Central during the day where everything was like really, really bad overdubs to censor it. 
but I, okay. I don't yeah. think I've actually seen the, the actual film. I've never seen it. Okay. But I remember it being a thing, and it got a 66, surprisingly. Okay. I always assumed it was a bad movie, so I never checked it out. Okay. I figured I'd save it for the podcast later in my life. Yeah, let's totally do that. Uh, Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> never even heard <laughs> of that. A, it got a 12. That's surprising, because Kelsey Grammer normally, even when his, with his guest bits, he normally hits it out of the park. So Yeah. That's true. crazy. I mean, he's good, man. I, I love Fraser. Mm-hmm. Gone in 60 seconds with Cage, our uh-huh. buddy, and, and Joe Lee. Got a 25. I See, thought that I would, movie was a big deal. I would have thought better because that, that movie, yeah. that, that was a fun movie. I mean, like, it wasn't like, there was not, a, I mean, there's the classic, like, action movie overacting, but, like, it was a, yeah. I, I thought it would have gotten at least a 50, but that's just, that's just Rob over here. Well, maybe that's another one we'll have to consider. All right. Uh, Maverick with Mel Gibson and okay. Jodie Foster. I've never heard of it, even. Me either. Uh, Me either. Got a 66. And then finally, The Rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Okay. Surprisingly got a 69. So this is not, this does not bode well for Wild Wild West. Yeah. No, not at all. The average is a 57. Okay. You want to guess what Wild Wild West got? Mm, it had, it's got to be like a nine. Okay. Uh, dude, well, you're not too far off. It's a okay. 17. Okay. Which gives it a negative forty percent. Okay. So that's uh that's actually much higher than Street Fighter, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh so we'll we'll see how uh Wild Wild Westers and others. I'm not going to compare them all immediately because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um but Street Fighter is a very heavy contender and very hard to beat. So we'll see how Wild Wild West does. Um, that's our first score. Let's move to test number two, the elevator movie plot pitch. Okay. So, uh, an easy way to determine the strength of a movie is to summarize its plot as succinctly as possible. The gold standard plot pitch for the bomb filter is Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Short, clear, and easy to understand, Jurassic Park can accurately be summarized in as little as 10 seconds. When summarized, bad movies are convoluted, unclear, and lengthy. To help us determine how bad our subject is, we compare its plot pitch to that of our 10-second standard. Any seconds past 10 adds to our score. Uh, we also administer a star rating for the quality of the plot itself. That helps us uh, decide which one's worse. So okay. let's get into it. Test number two, the elevator movie plot pitch. Hey, hey, hey. I, I got to show you my script for this movie that I just came up with. It's, uh, you ever see, um, have you ever seen Top Gun? It's like the guy from Top Gun, but he works at a mall. Okay, so it's a nice little lotion. Hey, 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 sir, sir. I know you're in a hurry. Okay, so we're going to go three, two, one, pitch. Will Smith swerved us and his sensibilities as he turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix for Jim West in this piece of shit. Can't blame Kevin Klein as his career was ice cold at the time, but Will, come on, man. These two must thwart the plans of a pissed off evil genius former Confederate general as he formed a new army and created stunning new mechanical weaponry. At the behest of the president, also Kevin Klein, Jim and Gordon must put their differences aside and attempt to save this plot. The girl, Rita, played by the lovely Selma Hayek. And the country from this super racist asshole without an asshole. That's it. 
40, uh, I'm going to run that up to 42. It was 41.96. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Let's go with 42. Okay. Um, what do you want to give it for a star rating? You know what? That, that let me know. I'm going to give that, I don't want to be too generous. I'll give it a 2.5. Okay, so um, it's a 32 and a 2.5 for the star rating. Cool. All right, let's get into test number three, the indefensible dialogue counter. Okay. This test gathers the horrible lines of dialogue into a collection that is then tallied to give us our score. We tally them off if Rob can't defend them. So let's get into it. Uh, the indefensible dialogue counter. Something that makes absolutely no sense. Something similarly stupid. Okay, you ready, buddy? This is going to be tough. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This, this, uh, there is a test later on that, um, that's really going to show you how bad Wild Wild West is. This one's, um, there's some sort of definitely bad dialogue, but, uh, there's another test that's going to set this one apart. Okay. So let's get into the dialogue. I'm kind of speeding through here because one of our later sections is going to be kind of double C, two C thick. All right, uh, West to Gordon about bloodbath headed to New Orleans. You remember? Yeah. Um, they're talking to the president. And um, West is like, I don't need intelligence to tell me that. Gordon says back to him, no, you'd rather rely on stupidity. Very terrible. It was very mis- out of place, too. I'm, I'm going to say take it off because, Okay. I mean, the president isn't a dumb guy. He's smart enough to have a body double for public appearances and – to hire these guys who are clearly smart and good at what they do. So, I mean, it, yeah. I mean it's just, it wasn't fitting. Why, why would you call, why would you call him an ignoramus, especially if you're on his payroll? Good point. Okay. Number two, Gordon about his bicycle. You know, that, okay. that thing, but they're on the way to the train. Yeah. The rocket. My new the invention. Yeah. He, he goes, my new invention. I call it the bivalve interior combustion, twice exhausted by axle nitrocycle. You know what? I'm going to defend that, and only only this one time because ah. I, I I like what they were trying to do. Just the whole like he he it's 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 a cycle with two yeah. wheels bicycle, but like <laughs> he's so smart that he can't think of like a simple name for it. So I I do I found that funny, and then okay. but I'm not going to give repeat points for the same thing later on if they more come up. I thought you might do that, Rob. Okay, and so I'm going to swing back. Okay. It doesn't have two axles. It's called a biaxle. Yeah. Um, interior combustion as opposed to exterior combustion. Yeah. And uh, twice exhausted. What does that mean? I don't know. And somehow it uses nitro. <laughs> All right. You got me. Uh, maybe, All right. maybe, maybe we'll take that off. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three. Gordon, after trapping West under the train, he says, okay. Cheers. By the way, feel free to make use of my subcarriage interray vehicular aggressor. <laughs> the ticket off. Okay, yeah. Now that you pointed out like logical inconsistencies uh, in like the naming, it's, I, yeah. I can't even defend it. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that's funny because I didn't break that one down like word for word. Um, all right, Gordon about Rita, right? So okay. I actually like I actually like the first half of this. He he goes, she's a breath of fresh ass. <laughs> that, that, that made me laugh, right? Um, yeah. But then Will Smith is like, you just said a breath of fresh fresh ass. That's uh, uh, West, rather. 
Yeah. And uh, he says, no, I didn't. I just said a breast of fresh air, which I felt like that forced it. And, and that took it too far. It did take it. Yeah. Uh, breast of fresh air. It's, it's, it's like, a, I think when a comedian supposed to use the rule of three, and but they, they make it like a fourth, fifth, and sixth example. It's like, dude, just yes. if you cut it off at three and made the third yeah. one, the funniest one, you would have been better off. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. Overdid it. So we're, yes. we're four for four then. <clears throat> All right. Gordon to read in this one. Uh, Will Smith is like under the train and he wants Gordon to like let the like lead the rope more so that he can like get under Loveless's train. Yeah. Right. And he um Gordon Rita is like, oh my god, he's so you know brave or whatever. And Gordon says, yeah. um, you know, courage is only as good as the machinery that supports it. Is that true? I didn't know that. No, I don't think so. I mean, if you're gonna jump off a of shit, you're jumping off a of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the, the thing you're jumping off of doesn't really count. It's right. just the fact that you jumped. Also, like, if, like, some, like, big tough guy comes up to you in high school and he's, like, you're a tool bag or something, like, if you say something back to him, there's no machinery involved, I don't think. No, you're just uh, defending yourself, <laughs> like, with your rhetoric. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I mean, of all people, Gordon should know that, so definitely take that yeah. one off. All right, Rita to Loveless. She says, not to give you a big head, but I kind of miss you. And then Loveless says back, what a coincidence. I kind of missed me too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think anything he says is worth defending. Okay, cool, because I think there's more. There's more coming, for sure. Uh, maybe not in this uh, test, but definitely his, down the line. His fucking goatee. He looks like like a Pantera fan that works at the mall. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he looks like their alternate guitarist if the guitarist is like too drunk to play that night. Or yeah. Um, okay. So Grant to Loveless this time. That's the, the president, right? Yeah. He says, you have me somewhat at a disadvantage. I didn't bring my fly swatter. <laughs> About the spider... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like also a spider's not a fly, it's an arachnid. Yeah, exactly. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, do you do you have a fly swatter handy to swat spiders? Because I don't. Yeah, I, that's not something I have at the ready. I don't even have one at the house. I use a ball of paper towel and I, I just scream. Oh, dude, yeah, same here. I, I just thought everyone used a flip-flop. I thought that, or a magazine. If I were a flip-flop guy, I would have done that. But uh, the magazine I've done, for sure. Erin's a flip-flop girl, so there's usually one available somewhere. Okay. And she buys real cheap ones, so they're, like, super stiff and easy to kill bugs with. Yeah, like the Old Navy ones? Stacy's got those, yeah. Yeah, so I pick it up, and I hand it to her, and I'm like, can you kill that spider? And she's, like, really good at it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's good at it, dude. She doesn't care. Um, number eight, here's a very easy one. Um, it, he says it earlier in the movie, but it pissed okay. me off more when Gordon is on his, um, flying machine and he says, okay. Avanti, 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 Avanti. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. Cheap way to make him sound smart, I think. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, Excelsior or whatever, you know. Excelsior. Uh, number nine, West to Gordon. Uh, this is about the flying machine. Okay. What, what's your name for this thing? Let me guess. The elevation enhancer or the gravity repeller vehicle. And Gordon says, no, I was thinking something simple. Air Gordon. 
and he paused so you'd think he'd say airplane. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's the whole thing. If, if he had like, without your breakdown of the, the bike, if, yeah. if he, if he had like convoluted names throughout and yeah. then like did the Air Gordon thing. Yeah. And they were actually like logically consistent. It would have been a funnier landing, I think, for the whole, cause one overarching joke. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And it didn't, it didn't yeah. work. Cause I, I watched it and I was like, nah. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's obviously an Air Jordan reference, which is cheap. Yeah. No, he's at the height of his popularity in 99, right? So yeah, the Bulls had a hell of a run. So did Will Smith. Look at, isn't that funny? That is funny. <laughs> Uh, number 10, West launching um, blade hands off of the spider, right? Uh-huh. You know, the guy that, uh, like, villain with the blade, blades for hand, his yeah. hands? He says, that's it. No more Mr. Knife guy. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, like, 1987, it would have been passable. Like, okay. knife, yeah. knife to meet you. Knife to know you. Yeah, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Not in 1999. Like, this is the turn of the millennium, and you're still making knife puns like that? It's bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Uh, that's what I have. Do you have any honorable mentions? For the dialogue? Yeah. Um, just, um, I'm, I'm not going to go into the off-air discussion I had with you when I was just spitballing, but just the yeah. back and forth between Loveless and West when they yes. were doing the, you're black. Oh, yeah, well, you're crippled. Oh, yeah, well, you're dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, your legs don't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of um Scary Movie 2. When he's just like, give him a hand. He's like, oh, you look familiar. Weren't you in Stump? It was the same, <laughs> yeah, same right. exact kind of um, back and forth. But it was just. That's true. But at least in Scary Movie 2, it was meant to be like aggressively lampooning things. Whereas yes. in Wild Wild West, it just seemed really racist and really, really mean towards cripples. Yes. And this this is kind of, uh, we're kind of foreshadowing a, a later test, but I'm just going to say it out loud. It's the poor taste detector is going to be like yeah. a fucking bonanza. So we'll, we'll get into it when we get okay. there, but you're right. It's like super racist. <laughs> and I guess you would say ableist now. Yeah. That's a new thing. Whatever. Else. Uh, yeah. so do you want to add another one? Um, in, in light of all of that bad dialogue, we'll just group it together and call make, it 11. Make like a one blanket one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, man. Now we are getting into um, thicker dialogue here. We're going to move it on to test number four. This is where it gets heated because okay. this is the emotometer overspill. Oh, yeah. So for this test, we will use another piece of our custom equipment that we mm-hmm. refer to as the emotometer. The emotometer can be fine-tuned the emotional output of an actor in question. When activated, the meter measures the peak of emotion displayed by the actor in a given scene and compares it to the range of genuine human emotion a person would actually display. So 10 cages is the maximum. That's uh, our score of cages for Nicolas Cage. Uh, That refers, of course, to our friend. Uh, So any more than 10, and we record the result. It's as simple as that. Let's get into it. Test number four, the emotometer overstall. Oh, right. Where screaming is king. All right. We mentioned before Will Smith is the best part of this movie, or at least in my in my estimation, he is. Yeah. Um. So I didn't. 
I didn't throw in too many of his lines, just one really here um, at the very beginning of the movie when he is riding the carriage, mm-hmm. um, careening with Nitro in the carriage, and he goes, this is not how you transport Nitro! Remember yeah, that? yeah. Uh, that registered a 16 on our motometer. 16's fair. And I think just because, like, he, he, he had, like, a similar cadence and delivery on lines in Independence Day, and those were, like, yes. memorable and iconic lines. Like, yes. that's what I'm talking about! Like, just those, like, those yeah, moments. Yeah. So I think they were trying to tap into that, and it just didn't work in this context. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree. I was trying to think of um, what the line was, but it was, Welcome to Earth is one of them. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right, so number two uh, is... Oh man, do I want to do this number two? No, I'm gonna. Okay, so number two, I'm gonna go with the uh, you know the evil Tin Man, not the Blade Hands guy, but the guy who's like basically the, just a Tin with Man the with scalp the dome. Over. He had like the scalp yeah, dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he, so Will Smith is beating him with a wrench, and the guy just keeps lurching forward until Will Smith has no more room to go. And he, Will Smith yeah. is about to fall off the giant mechanical spider when all of a sudden, yeah, he he goes. Uh, I'm sorry. And he just gives the Tin Man a wrench. Yeah. The Tin Man picks up the wrench and he goes, and then his brain short circuits. Yeah. Uh, That actually registered a 22. I just plugged that in fucking around. He got a 22. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair because um, he had no emotion. He had no emotion up to that point. So yeah. even if he was being destroyed, I, I'd imagine it being a little more lackluster, a little more flaccid than what we saw on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Uh, let's let's move on now um, to Loveless's first of a couple for this category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that gathering of evil nations we talked about before in the uh, glass ceiling place, whatever, mm-hmm. um, he says, today I'm proud to be able to sit in front of y'all and tell you the wrongs will be eradicated. The past made present. The united. Divided. And then he shows the map and whatever. Uh, the music plays. Yeah. You know, <laughs> got a 24 <laughs> on the emotometer. Yeah. And what does the past made present mean? I I didn't think about that. That doesn't make any sense. I was, just, I was watching and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That might have, that might have been a dialogue if it wasn't uh, so over the top. So. Yeah. All right, dude. This next one is a fucking doozy, right? Okay. All right. So after Gordon and West are chased by magnets, yeah, and after they get out of the muck, yeah, uh, they're walking along, and West is is prying at Gordon, who is apparently already very pissed off. Yeah. West says to him something like, how do we get these collars off? And Gordon's like, I don't, what do you mean? And he's like, West says, you're the, mechas- the uh, master of the mechanical stuff. Here it comes. Gordon says, oh, I see. Now I'm the, mecha- the master of the mechanical stuff. As opposed to five minutes ago when I was calmly and coolly trying to find an intelligent solution to this very problem. But then something happened. Someone who will remain nameless. Jim! West decided to jump over the wire, thereby providing us with the exhilarating romp through the field and that death-defying leap into the abysmal muck. And here we are, standing while a demented maniac who's hurtling towards our president and our one and only transportation with Rita as his prisoner, 
armed with God knows what machinery of mass destruction with the simple intention of overturning the government and taking over the country. I can't be calm. No, 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 no. I'm the master of the mechanical stuff. And I need to help you, the master of the stupid stuff. You want to get your collar off? I'll get it off. I don't have a gun, otherwise I'd shoot it off. Here, here's something in the true Jim West style. I'll just bash it with a rock. That got a 26. <laughs> That's uh, Give it a 27, man. That, 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 okay. that, had a, that had a few prime nugs in it. We got to bump it up. Just, just That's what I'm here for. I'm here to bump it up just one notch. Yeah, man. I, I agree. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was way over the top. I mean, I don't think Kevin Klein like, overdid it too much in this movie, but that was holy moly. Yeah. I think the director was just like, you got to go. You got to go harder. It's the turn of the millennium. People have their Sega Genesis and their Dreamcast, and we need to, we need to <laughs> ramp it up and compete with these flicking lights and all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pac-Man video games and Hulu. Kids, kids like screaming. Kids like screaming and <laughs> flying discs. <laughs> All right, finally, uh, Loveless again. This is actually all I've got because of how chunky these are. All right. Loveless at his party, right? Yeah. Okay. I love this. We may have lost the wall, but heaven knows we haven't lost our sense of humor. Not even after we lost a lung, a spleen, a bladder, two legs, 35 feet of small intestine, and our ability to reproduce all in the name of the South, do we ever lose our sense of humor? That also got a 26. Fair. Should we bump, should we bump that to a 27? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> because you know what? Cause like, I, uh, he, he goes like to like the whole like, straight face and smiling immediately after that rant. And yeah, try, and, uh, once again, didn't do a good job of it, but I, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, it's supposed to escalate and then just go back to like, ah, cordial. And I feel like yeah. he, he kind of missed the mark on it. Well, that makes him our, uh, ask you champion, buddy. All right. So, um, why don't you, uh, play us that bumper and we'll get right into the full on ask you championship of the week. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to ask you. All right. Hello and welcome to the Ask Cheek Arena, as this week we have an exciting bout for you. Two men who like to use metal mechanisms to get the job done. Let's head down to it for our introductions. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends from distant nations. Introducing first out of Spanish California, weighing in at 80 pounds and sitting at 2 foot 10. Your challenger, Dr. Arles Lovelessa. And now. Making his return to the ring from Gotham City, New York, weighing in at 140 pounds of tight, wiry muscle and standing <laughs> at 5 foot 11. Your reigning, defending, full-on Aztec champion of the world, the Joker. And there's the bell. Dr. Arliss Loveless, known for his mechanical wizardry, is converting his wheelchair to a four-footed iron combat unit. Joker, not the least bit phased, begins by tossing thrumming knives in the direction of Loveless. Loveless, in full control of those legs, swats the knives away. And the action is just getting started. Coca-Cola. Drink Coca-Cola. Loveless now galloping at Joker, but is quick to change direction as Joker mounts a rocket launcher to his shoulder. A near miss with that rocket and again into the crowd with Joker's arsenal. Luckily, COVID restrictions have lessened what would have been a catastrophic death toll. (laughs) 
Loveless with a shot of his own from a hidden gun in his metal chariot and strikes Joker square in the chest. Joker, though, flaunts his impermeable. And Loveless is pissed. Should have shot him in the head. Joker now with shots in quick succession from a Tommy gun, and he has wounded the hoof of that metal creature. Hydraulic fluid leaking out of the legs of Arliss. His creation, the legs that were once united are divided. Loveless not yet done shoots a powerful sawed off weapon from the chair but the distance has left joker nearly undamaged joker now with not much left to do as he's pulling out a pistol and and, yep it's it's over joker repeats and uh we're back to you at the pot drink coca-cola oh hey how about that man that that was pretty crazy that was pretty insane I felt like with all his uh, all of his technology, he would have maybe, but I guess it's, it's old tech. Doesn't yeah, need Tommy yet. He could have pimp slapped like that grill out of his mouth with one of the spider legs or something like that. Yeah, it's true. He could have, but I, he just got he kind of just got his hand yeah, ass handed to him there. Yeah. I'm a little surprised. Well, you know, it can't be that that exciting every week, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's good because he's a racist uh, piece of shit. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad he's dead. Fair enough. Um, okay, that, that's that's that. Uh, let's uh, let's get into your rad reads. Oh, okay. Um, you were mentioning Coca Cola, so let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let me just uh, tell you that today's episode of the Bomb Filter is brought to you by Nelson Mandela's Escape Room and Funhouse, <laughs> the only escape room <laughs> where you don't remember how you got there or how you got out. Was it the <laughs> Barnstain Bears or the Bernstar Barnes? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Howie Mandela's Escape House and Fun Room. Bring in a can of Coke and admission is free. <laughs> See no <there>. way. <laughs> uh, that's fucking awesome, dude. All right. <laughs> so weird. I decided to add that in just for fun, just to be weird about it. Dude, that's so weird. Uh, hey, I just, yeah. Right. Coincidence. Woof. Yeah. Weird. The Mandela effect there. Um, all right, let's get into test number five. I'm still recovering a little bit, but um, right. it's the it's the poor taste detector. So, okay. uh, this is designed to identify and flag potential hazards created by the film crew. These mm-hmm. hazards consist of moments of immorality, abuse, racism, phobias, and any other in poor taste scenarios. So, let's get into it. Test number five: the poor taste detector. Oh my god! You can't say that. It's 2021. <laughs> I should have made a new bumper specifically just for this episode because <laughs> no, we're going to be going for a ride. It's so bad. It's, <laughs> it's so bad, dude. I can't wait to get into it. Let's just jump in. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Number one, uh, Jim West is bathing in the community water tank to start. Well, he's about to get his dick sucked in the community water tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's going to be all sorts of bodily fluids in that. Yeah. In that water everyone's going to be drinking. That's not a good taste. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> all right. Number two. I, I love this one, buddy. Uh, you know, uh, Bloodbath McGrath. We can't go the whole movie without mentioning him. Yeah. He's doing like a sex trade for guns, I guess. Yeah. In the beginning. And the guy's like, do you want to see the girls? So uh, McGrath goes, direct me to the poop, sir. I want something young and creamy. A gamer that takes to the crop and the spurs. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so disgusting. Is he um is is he um Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, is he 
I feel um, like that voice quality is the same. Possibly. Maybe not. Uh, but like, here's, here's the thing that bothers me about Wow Wow yeah. West is, or any period piece, they don't really go into it. Uh, even like, even like The Walking Dead is yeah. anybody that's hooking up, they are laying tongues and digits all over undeodorized flesh. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the hot, probably hot desert sun. Not recently washed either, most likely. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what he means by creamy, which is just disgusting. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's just like if you, if you drag his fingernails down someone's arm, if like a layer <laughs> will just curl up under his fingernails. That's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. I'm getting out of that one. Yeah, let's get out. Of, let's go. <laughs> uh, West, West making Gordon is gay jokes. I mean, it's all over the movie. Yeah. All right, number four. Using a dead man's head as a tool. <laughs> yeah. I understand the objectives, but still, it, it seems yeah. like a bad idea to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't get a chuckle out when, like, it was out of focus and Will's like, well, what Will Smith, um, Wes is just like, well, he forgot his glasses. And then, like, the, the, the picture got back <laughs> yeah. into focus. And that was after... That was after him going like that is a man's head like <laughs> yeah. four times five times something like yeah. that. Yeah, not not bad. I, that didn't get it uh, into the dialogue or anything because yeah. it's kind of it was well delivered. You know. Yeah. All right. Um, number five. They're going to a costume party. Okay. Um, and Gordon says to West, "You can come as my manservant," which one is racist? Yeah. But two, it's a costume party, so it's kind of like. Satan would come over and tell Steve Irwin he's not in a costume, so he has to leave. Yeah. You know, like, wait, you're a manservant. You're, yeah. But you're a manservant. So Dude, no costume. costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, number six, I thought that Maylee East was a little forced, maybe, because there's a Jim okay. West, and then they were like, oh, we'll get an Asian girl, and then she can say West meets East. That's, yeah. They want, they want that dialogue, and they're so bad that they – forced a character named uh, maybe she's from the show from earlier i don't know but it seems yeah. unlikely yeah number seven um and this is going to be seven through twelve okay uh i'm just gonna so this is the conversation you were referencing earlier yeah <laughs> go ahead all right so it's um it's gonna be paraphrased mostly um but i did write down the, the lines i just didn't write down all the dialogue but okay. i wrote down what's important so okay loveless says to him thanks for adding color to our monochromatic proceedings. And then West Smith says back, well, it's an occasion to stand up and be counted. And then he, Loveless, I haven't seen him in a coon's age. And, and then back, uh, must be difficult for a man of your stature to keep in touch with half the people you know. Back <laughs> at him. I'd, I wouldn't want to keep you from being a slave to your disappointment. And then finally for this conversation this conversation right one back to the other finally concludes with you know women they'll encourage you one minute and then cut the legs right out from under you the next <laughs> so that brings us to 12 importates moments yeah uh they're not getting away with it i'm counting each one of those lines that's that's fair and and once again it's just I mean, the monochromatic one had me laughing because that, 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 <laughs> yeah, like pretty good. It just reminded me of Cartman dresses the plantation owner where he's just like student <laughs> athletes. <laughs> yeah, student athletes. That's rich, sir. That's that is rich. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was a little heavy-handed, even for like 1999. It was like I don't think a lot of big blockbuster movies were, were like able to 
attempt that, and they no, just went, they I, just went for it. So they put they put the uh, old West filter on it. Like this is how it would really be. Yeah, but but no, it's not how it would really be. Jim probably wouldn't be allowed in that party. Period. You know. Yeah, it's like all those people that say you can't make a movie like Blazing Saddles today, and it's like that movie's anti-racism. Like you totally can make a movie like Blazing Saddles because the whole point yeah. of that movie was to shoot down the institution of racism. Yes, this exactly. is just this is just making your black and your crippled jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, definitely more surface level, and yeah. therefore doesn't deserve any credit whatsoever. Yeah. In fact, in fact, discredit. Yeah. Um, all right. Number thirteen. The actress who played um, the woman who is not Kevin Klein. You come to find out. Yeah. Is is called one ugly woman. I just <laughs> feel really bad for her. Like in the credits, or no, no, no like, oh, okay. like actually dialogue in the movie. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is one ugly woman. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Imagine being cast for that role. Well, yeah. Like, you ever see like those um like those um. Not truth, but like the anti-marijuana ad campaigns, where like yeah. it shows it shows like the cocoon being built around the kid on his computer chair while he's playing video games, and he climbs out of the cocoon. He's just fat and bald. Like, how did they cast that guy? They're like, they're <laughs> yeah, like, we exactly. need we need a fat fucking loser to sit in this chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just come, see a line come of, apply if you are a fat loser. <laughs> you just see a line of fat losers holding like a little slip of paper they ripped off from the flyer, just like waiting in line <laughs> to do their audition. It's like literally written in their resume that they are bold and fat and losers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, number fourteen. Um, the so how routine that hanging was. <laughs> yeah, may, it may be accurate, but it's in poor taste. Like we're just gonna hang him like it's another Friday. There's just there's just one establishing shot where it's uh Will Smith like standing on the gallows and like you see the news is hanging, you see everyone just standing like smiling with their pitchforks. And it's like ah, <laughs> you don't see that every day. <laughs> uh number fifteen, the uh competition for Rita. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Uh number sixteen, Rita being a hapless dope who uh uses knockout gas to try to commit suicide. Yeah. It just seems like uh, let's make the woman like the the foil. She is too dumb to understand how things work. Yeah, the the whole damsel in distress type of uh, trope. Yeah, she just panics. You know. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> number seventeen, and this is uh, this is wordy. Okay. Loveless uh, after taking hold of Rita when um, West and Gordon just woke up in their uh, wire trap, right? Yeah. I might even become familiar with her myself. Oh, yes, Mr. West, I'm sure that to a no-doubt well-endowed black armor like yourself, it must seem impossible, absolutely impossible, that a freak like me could fully enjoy the pleasure of a woman. But having witnessed my use of mechanology thus far, wouldn't you think that I could devise something for the lower half of my body that was hard-pumping and indefatigably stealing? So he is, <laughs> he is not it. He, call, he calls Will Smith a well-endowed black armor. <laughs> and and then proceeds to talk about how he's going to rape Rita with a mechanized steel penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know it's gonna be like a like a like a gas powered dildo with spider legs. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh okay. Um eighteen in the train, there's more jokes about how gay these guys are. Yeah. You know, because the like the marshal in disguise train conductor guy, 
yeah is like coming into them like grabbing each other's boobs and stuff and it's just like yeah uh, just cheap yeah um 19 towards the end will smith says to loveless uh when it comes down to it nothing beats a good old pair of legs just a continuation of their back and forth uh and, and here comes another one loveless back says uh, he's he's stomping on will smith this will smith's face uh jim west's face right yeah. and he says i like to beat my feet on the mississippi mud <laughs> i forgot about that one yeah <laughs> All right, dude. I've got two more from Loveless, and that's going to top okay. us off. Sounds good. Number one, number twenty-one. I'll be a monkey's uncle. How did we end up in this dark situation? <laughs> monkey's uncle, dark. It's like he can't help himself. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-two, last one. We might not have a woodshed on board, but this boy is going to get a whooping anyway. <laughs> It's like the scriptwriters are either like really, really smart because they know all of these ways that you know people were racist back then, yeah. or they're just racist. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's the latter. Yeah, I want to say it's like boomers in their forties just going like, "Let's get out as many as we can. We'll never have a chance yeah. like this again." I, honestly. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm going to um, I'm going to write down 22 unless you have any objections to any of that. No, I, that, that's all. That's all fair. That's <laughs> unbelievable, dude. <laughs> okay, um, so that is by far our highest scoring for Chase Detector. Yeah, probably because of all the racism and sexism. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into uh, test number six: accounting for entropy. Okay. So, um, bad movies rely too heavily on films of the past. When recycling an idea, director or writer is committing to a trope. Almost every movie has one or two, but bad movies have many. So we count them up, and that helps us evaluate the film. Test number six, accounting for entropy. Obvious tropes, brought to you by, oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? We're gonna need a bigger boat, and well, fuck me sideways and call me Senator Blimpy. All right. This first one takes on a little uh, extra humor after I explained the whole Kevin Smith thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but right in the beginning, you have that like men in black um, style chase scene, you know, the bug in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, with the cool music and men in black, men in black's a good movie. Yeah. It's got the same feel. It's like nighttime and you don't know what's happening. It's like this weird, like kind of chase through the field, but there's, there's no, nobody like chasing him. You just hear this, like sing, sing this like metal yeah. kind of thing. And it's, apparently a scientist you get that because he's like old and like he's white and he's got white hair and he's got glasses and all that yeah. so you know they want you to think he's like some smart guy you know mm -hmm. uh, which is also i don't know reverse racist or something but anyway um the dialogue from this guy he says he's a madman need to warn the president giant spider <laughs> <laughs> right so you get the immediate like down the, the immediate information up front. Same as Street Fighter. Get out. Yeah. They give you the whole plot of the movie, basically, in three yeah. lines, but it has to include <laughs> Giant Spider. Yeah. That, with, with what you told me at the beginning of the, the top of the episode, so again, he really wanted to like like push that spider thing onto yeah, whatever Kevin, whatever film got dude, greenlit. Kevin Smith was like, Okay, I'm intrigued, but why a spider? And John Peters was like 
did you know that spiders are the most efficient killer in the insect kingdom or something like that? Yeah. Was his answer back. Uh, number two, the evil music accompanying the villain. So as yeah. soon as you meet, um, Loveless, it's like, bam, 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 yeah. That's super trophy. Um, did, did you know that? And I'm sure you did, but this is a buddy cop movie. So Jim and oh, absolutely. are buddy cops. Yeah. It's, so it's like a trope format. If they didn't uh, have the, um, if it, if it wasn't for the period of the movie, they would have had yeah. the smacking each other's hands while changing the radio dial or like the phonograph oh, yeah. dial. And yeah, like, exactly. he's listening to like a bunch of like working songs and he's listening to a bunch of like, uh, like Baroque, Baroque chamber music. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? That makes me think of Twister when like the guy, the sophisticated guy in his like Lincoln is, uh, playing like orchestra music really loud, but, yeah. uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman is like blasting rock and roll and they're like competing for who can play it louder. Yeah. They're buddies, you know? <laughs> um, all right. So this one gets me. This happens in a lot of movies. Um, the meet me later without an explanation of later. So she says, Maylee East, right, says to Jim West, meet me later in the foyer or whatever. Yeah. But she doesn't say when. So, like, he's supposed to just show up later, whatever time. So, like, yeah. I would be, if I was West and I'm, like, thinking about hooking up with this girl, I'd be like, okay, so what, like, does she consider later, like, a half an hour from now? Or is it, like, three hours from now? She can give me a time, so I don't want to show up yeah. late and for her to be pissed off or not there. I don't want to show up early and just have to sit in the foyer for three hours, you know? Oh yeah, I was um I, I was in high school marching band, and our band director had on time is late, early's on time, and late's unacceptable. So like, yeah. you know, if, if rehearsals at seven o'clock, she means she wants you ready to play the first note at seven. She doesn't want you tuning. So like, I would, yeah, yeah, right. If I got that meet me in the foyer thing, I'd be sitting there with like a string bass, like five minutes later, with my arms crossed, just waiting for her to meet me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would help the chances, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. The um, flying machine, Gordon's Air Gordon, um, mm-hmm. as they go off the cliff, it's the classic. They dip down, they fall off, like through off the camera. You can't yeah. tell if they survive. You know they survive. Yeah. But do they survive? And then all of a sudden they come into frame. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yay, they survived. Yep. Um, all right, six. Bad guy offers them a job at the end. So, like, Loveless is clearly winning, and he's like, why don't you two turn to my side? Yeah, I can use a couple of, you know, guys with the ingenuity that you have or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. in Biodome, which was one yeah. of our pilots, where the guy, like, hates them the whole time. But then when they save the Biodome, basically, he's like, do you want jobs? It's like, you would never give. It's just a situation where you would never offer them a job. Yeah. Um, number seven, uh, the you missed, says Loveless. And then Gordon says, no, I didn't. And then you see that he, like, is leaking the hydraulic oil out of the uh, yeah. four-legged booth. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Mulan, but that came later. You know, yeah. have you seen Mulan, the cartoon, where she, like, uh, oh, okay, so um, the little dragon guy, uh, Mushu. No. Yeah. Is it Mushu? Wait, I, I have seen that because my daughter's watched it, but I didn't watch it when she was watching it. Okay. Well, um <clears throat> She aims like a rocket at the at the leader of the bad yeah. army that's coming at them. It's like basically suicide anyway, so you might as well take out the leader, right? But she sees yeah. the mountain covered in snow, so she decides to shoot the rocket off, and the, 
the leader of the army is like, ah, ha, ha, you missed me. But of course she hit the uh, snow on the mountain. So it's an avalanche yeah. until everybody basically same deal. Like the, oh man, what an idiot you miss only in this yeah. case. Why didn't Gordon just shoot him in the head? Yeah. That would have done, you know, like why like kind of finish him off so that Will Smith can finish him off. I mean, yeah. Jim West. Um, there's a zero hour here and it's the spider like headed for the cliff and Gordon can't figure out how to, how to fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, he just barely fixes it, which leads to the villain falling hundreds of feet off a cliff. Yeah. How often does that really happen? Like how many people fall like hundreds of feet off a cliff? It happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this context, it happens exactly once, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you got me there. Uh, number 10, the buddy cop resolution. So at the end, yeah. they're like, they're, it's really for the audience to get one more laugh. The fact that they're bickering still, but they love each yeah. other now. Yep. Yeah. Pretty standard. Uh, you got any honorable mentions? That's what I've got. Um, just the whole, um, Loveless wanting them to work for him. You could kind of do an asterisk on that because the reason for it is the whole, you're not so different, you and I. We're not so different. Yeah, you and I. yeah. yeah exactly. So right. All right. Well, so you want to? You know what? Let's couple that with. Um, you know what? I was thinking. I have an honorable mention too. Okay. We'll couple that and make it. We'll make the trope eleven. How's that? Right. Sounds good. Uh, here it is. So um, they used a couple of instances uh, for transitions that they shouldn't have, but it happens a lot. So like when the nitro explodes, mm-hmm. um, they just go like you don't get a resolution there. They just transfer to the next scene, or like yeah. when they're in the canyon. Like they transfer, it, you know, it's, it's these bad situations they're in, but they don't explain them. They just go to the next scene. Yeah. So let's make it 11. Sounds good. Okay, buddy. Uh, let's get into our last test and we'll do some fun stuff. Okay. Not that this isn't fun. Oh, this is all Especially this episode. Yeah. Uh, test number seven is bad effects, side effects. So this is a simple test idea with a complex but accurate structure. So I'm going to explain that to you now. Uh, we grade movies uh, with computer graphics and practical effects with a custom scale. So bad CGI, we use Deep Blue Sea because they rendered sharks, which they shouldn't have. The technology wasn't ready yet. So the sharks look terrible. Uh, slightly better than that is Total Recall. This tends to um, apply to practical effects, Total Recall's. Um, claymation stuff looked pretty bad. Not as bad as Deep Blue Sea Sharks, though. Mm-hmm. And better still, uh, Rock Scorpion. This is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's infamous um, appearance in The Mummy Returns, where he is a half-scorpion god, half-human. Looks pretty bad, but it's still 2000 CGI, so better than, like, Total Recall. Yeah. And then finally, our best score is a Beowulf in this... Um, this references the Beowulf movie made in the 2000s where it is fully computer generated to make it look like real people, but it isn't. And you can tell, and it's slightly off putting. Yeah. That's our best score. Okay. So let's get into it. Test number seven, bad effects, side effects. All right. Okay, uh, the explosion in the, sal- the saloon was, like, super abrupt. It was kind of like the um, moment in Street Fighter where Guile comes through, like, the cage. Yeah. You know, so it, it looked kind of like foam set with, like, wiring and stuff. It didn't really look like a saloon. It looked like yeah. very light. 
you know, um, still not bad. So I give it a rock scorpion. You like that? That's fair. Cool. Um, I thought the Oval Office, like the back in the day Oval Office was fucking cool. Yeah. With like the fake door and stuff. So that set I really liked. So I wanted yeah. to give them a level for that. That's, like yeah. That. I like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really, um, over the top. It was just, they had door hinges in the right place and it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the hammer to billiard table trap that you mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a recall. I, I hated it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, cool. Uh, loveless, um, does look like half a person. He really does. Yeah. So yeah. I gave them a Beowulf for that. That's fair. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, his his chair looked it looked good. Yeah, agreed. Um the next one here was the magnet chase while it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it looked pretty good, so I gave it yeah. a rock wolf. I would have given it um Beowulf. Yeah. Or how, how good it actually looked, but it's so stupid that I wanted to deduct a little bit. That's, you know what? I was gonna, cause I was gonna say Beowulf, but I like what you just did there. So let's do that. Yeah. Just the idea of it. It's just so dumb that they deserve a little deduction, yeah. I think. It even looked um, like, but, it even looked realistic when they were like, let's run away from each other real quick. And they got like whipped back together. Yeah. And slammed. Yeah. It, did. It, it didn't like, it didn't look like there were wires or anything like that. It just, no. Uh, yeah. It looked good. Um, the, I thought the wasp killing the spider, you can tell it was kind of CGI, so I gave it a yeah. rock score. Fair. Um, the 80 foot spider, I gave a recall. I just hated it. I just hated the conception of it. I, I thought it was stupid. I didn't, I didn't look as cool as I remembered. Yeah. Especially it when it was I mean, towering over like the, the, like the, the little uh, pop up city. Yeah. It just, it just looked, it looked like a sore thumb. You okay with recall? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is nitpicky. I did this with, uh, um, Suicide Squad though. You remember okay. that when the general was like in that board meeting to decide whether or not they should use homicidal maniacs as like, uh, government tools to yeah. defeat a, a hypothetical bad guy? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was making fun of the general's like awards on his chest because like, yeah, that was way too many. Um, in that way, I thought that Grant, and Gordon should have looked more, uh, like slightly different, even though they were supposed to be doubles. Yeah. It was just so clear that both of them were Kevin Klein that it drove me a little crazy. Yeah. I was a little bothersome. Yeah. So, um, I gave him a Rex Scorpion. Fair. You know, it, it, it I want to say it looked cool, but it was just him twice. So it was like the Austin Powers effect. We're like, yeah. you know, they're all Mike Myers. And I guess it's yeah. kind of the point, but also it's like, yeah, you could have made totally it. Tell. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Eddie Murphy and um, Nutty Professor, maybe. Yeah. It, you're supposed to kind of be able to tell. I don't feel like in this one, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I can't really tell. I was annoyed. Yeah. So, um, and then just an overall explosions, I give him a Beowulf, but I'm not going to give him a bunch of Beowulfs, just a Beowulf. Okay. Um, so, after tallying all that together by adding. Uh, a one for uh, Deep Blue, of which they had none. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a two for Recall, three for Rock Scorpion, a four for Beowulf, and then averaging it out for how many different uh, results we had. Yeah, the result is a Rock Scorpion. That's fair. I think that's yeah. I think that's a fair score for this movie because like there there was some stuff that I just thought was even when I was a kid I just thought was like really really cool. Yeah. And um, but it does not deserve a Beowulf by any means. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay. Um, did you want to mention anything else, CGI, or do you want me to just get into a lot of inconsistencies? Now you covered everything I want to talk about. Um, okay, just cool. the, yeah, I mean, it all it, it all looked good. It all looked good, but it could have been better. Like, yeah, it's kind great. of great. Yeah. All right, illogical inconsistencies. Okay. The fake kissing in the beginning was funny, but then it just went way over the top. Like Will Smith would know that she knows way faster than he knew she knew. Yeah. Uh, the girl also doesn't fall out of the water tank with him. How'd she manage that? Yeah. I actually, I didn't even think of that until you just brought it up right now. I didn't even, I, cause I was focused on him. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, just, I think did, that's what they're hoping. Did she just land naked in a field somewhere? <laughs> yeah. No, cause she throws his clothes down. So I'm like, how the hell, how the hell did she hold on to the tank? Yeah. Um, so Kevin Klein is clearly a guy. Like nobody's going to hit on him. Yeah. At the bar. They, they, there's all these female prostitutes like walking around. Yeah. And there's this, and then there's this linebacker with like huge fake boobs that feel yeah. like, like really stiff and stuff. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Um, yeah. And to just to attach to that, Kevin Klein's, uh, booby punch knocks a guy out, but it's so yeah. like, so soft. Like the ejector is just so yeah. soft looking that it, it really bugged me. I just felt like I had to write it down somewhere. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, What's Jim West's job? Because he works for the U.S. Army. I, I guess he's just like a mercenary, like one of those like lone wolf with an axe to grind type of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no official title, but like he'll just do the dirty work because it's fun. Yeah, I, I guess. That's that's my best guess too. Um, the, I had mentioned this before, but they just fade away after the nitro explosion. So yeah. was anybody hurt? Like how did they avoid getting – like what's the big deal about nitro if like no one got hurt? Yeah. Um, Kevin Klein invented chainmail, and we're supposed to be impressed. And he didn't invent chainmail because that's a medieval thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so it pissed me off that they can read the note on McGrath's pocket through the frozen image imprinted on the retina of a dead man, uh, <laughs> dead man's head uh, that's been kept his, from his family in order to desecrate in this plot that would obviously not fucking work unless you put yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's plumbing on the train. Yep. Uh, Jim left with the breast. Is he going to jerk off in the other train cars? Yeah. He's going to go behind the bushes, go behind the bushes for a minute. Yeah. Why do you take the breast with him? Um, was Gordon planning on having West hang because he had a dummy rope. He brought one with him. Uh, so that's nice to like psychologically torture your partner. (laughs) That's right. Cause he was the one that was just like lynch mob. Hang you. No yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, buddy. I got your back. I just I, I called a fake lynch mob. They they weren't in on it. They were actually going to try to kill you. But yeah, yeah. Good, good thing they decided to hang you because I haven't have a rope, not to shoot you. Yeah. Um. How how many um how many rivets does a boat need? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, in the background, you see it's just like. So many rivets. It's supposed to look cool, I think, yeah. and like heavy. But oh my god! And uh, to tag onto that, the boat is a tank, is a train. Yeah. Uh, so that scene where everybody gets slaughtered. Um, you know how like Jim, like after the party, Jim like unhooks a horse and he flies away, and like Rita's yeah. like, "Wow, isn't he a badass?" And um, Gordon is like, "Whatever, let him go." Yeah. So Jim West shows up at that slaughter scene, like literally a minute before them. Yeah. So I'm imagining him being like just a few paces ahead of them the entire trip. <laughs> like how awkward <laughs> is that, dude? Like just That's, slow down. 
Just slow That's down really and enjoy good. the ride with them, you know? Yeah, and on top of that, they only had one horse, so, like, they, they shouldn't, they should have arrived hours later, because he was pulling a whole carriage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, I was just thinking, like, imagine him, like, being in an earshot, and they didn't know it, or how many times they thought he was, and he wasn't, they're just, so. They're just talking shit about him literally the entire time. <laughs> yeah, they're just being serious. Just being super racist, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the high support train legs would never fit back into the side of the train. No. They show it, like, go in, and it has to go, like, six feet into the train on one side and, like, six feet into the train on the other, at least. Yeah. But there are, like, thin walls on both sides of the train, so it just doesn't work at all. I know you're not supposed to think about that, but that's what the second is for, right? Yeah, Exactly. Um, is there enough room under a train to sit in a fucking lazy boy upside down under the train? Oh God, no, no, no. I, the, I mean, the wheels are like this big. The wheels are like they're like six inch, six inch diameter wheels. Yeah, and the, and the subcarriage, yeah. as he called it, is yeah. like a foot or two above the above the rails. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, West is even like has enough room to like lasso. Yeah. Um, so there's no chance in hell that they're uh, running from a magnetized blade that's shot from a cannon. No, no. There's, I mean, they're dead immediately. Yeah, it shot like a bullet out of a fucking cannon, and then they run away somehow. Yeah, I would have so saw their heads that, off immediately. Yeah, and uh, also that's not how magnet uh, a magnet works. So like. No. It's not like a fighter jet, you know, like where, like, if you evade it for a second, then it has to circle around and come back for you. Yeah. Like, no, it's just going to, like, I mean, it, the whole, I, I don't even want to get into it because yeah. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about either, but obviously they don't. No. Um, why is there a mud canyon in the middle of a cornfield? <laughs> Compost, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no. the, the person, like, you know, riding the tractor or whatever through that yeah. cornfield has to remember that there's just a mud canyon like twelve paces past that weird piece of corn. Like, yeah, there's just a two a random two hundred foot drop that you need to <laughs> yeah. remember about. Into muck, like how many yeah. how many tractors are stuck down there? <laughs> um, how did they get out of it? How did they get out of the abysmal muck? They don't explain it. It's just no. a canyon. It's a canyon that goes in both directions, conceivably, yeah. for quite a while. So they have to like crawl their way out of the mud which reminds me of when uh woodward uh cage in the wicker man is like stuck underwater for a whole night and then he just gets up and he's like come with me yeah you know it's like like how do these these guys just like had to crawl through like gooey mud for a mile to get out yeah. of this thing and they're just like all right let's walk to a different city yeah and they're in the desert i mean with no, with, <laughs> yeah. with seemingly no water yeah, yeah, water. Right. Yeah, right. Um, how did Re Gordon reverse the polarity of the collar magnet with a rock? <laughs> he just bashes it with a rock and reverses the polarity. I, yeah. I don't know how it works either. Maybe that would work, but I don't think so. Um, all right, so Loveless has a private track, right? Yeah. Do they have to recover it with dirt every time they use it? Because doesn't that defeat the purpose if they have to like get out and like it's going to yeah, slow you not... down quite a bit. It's not inconspicuous, and, like, if, like, well, if they, they don't have the right, if they just ride through that, it's going to derail the train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they have yeah. to, they have to, like, undirt it and then redirt it. So, and who built it? Yeah. D did the president authorize um, some infrastructure? 
to to be done on Loveless's behalf? Well, well I know it's just a big sneaky secret. I know you hate when they I, they drop the title card, but we're in the wild, wild west. So, oh, good point. You know good what point. I mean? Yeah, it's well, it's wild out there. You're right. Um, so why doesn't Loveless want to keep the whole country? Why is he splitting it up? Like, I mean, why include other countries? What are they doing for you? What do they do? They don't do anything. Yeah. They didn't offer a single thing. No, they didn't. Like all the, all the scientists he captured were American scientists. They weren't like <laughs> other nationalities. So just take it for yourself. You're evil. Yeah. Take the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, why would Loveless allow a strange large woman dance all over him during the proceedings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I guess his basic instincts kicked in. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what we're supposed to think is he's like a total sleaze, right? Yeah. All right. Let me take, let me take it a step further. That same scene. There's no actual mu- music playing because there's no band. Yeah. So imagine that scene with no music. It's just Will Smith going. <laughs> <laughs> and talking to Gordon and yeah. it's. It's very quiet in there. Here's the key. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Mr. President. We'll have you out here. Anyway. Um, and then lastly, uh, just to make it even worse, uh, uh, Loveless is racist and she's black. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I guess he um, he's not racist when it comes to females. Maybe he thought she was Egyptian because of the Ooh. I Dream of Genie garb she was wearing. Maybe. He was that wearing it, yeah. Um, one of the bad guys under the thing has a railroad spike all the way through his head. Yeah. Like through his brain. Another one is the evil tin man with undamageable skin. Yeah. Cause Will Smith hits him with a wrench over and over and his skin does not change whatsoever. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't Loveless use his legs the whole time? That's a good point. Like, Hey, I got one more surprise for you. Actually, have yeah. four legs I can use. Yeah, and they're really strong, and they would have made this fight a lot easier for him. Yeah, and he can, like, run around. <laughs> you know? Um, all right, and lastly, and this one really got at me, but uh, we'll see how you feel about it. Okay. You know how I said that uh, Loveless uses Mississippi mud as a racial slur? Yeah. I want to beat my feet in the Mississippi mud. Well... As I was looking through the Brad credit names uh, that we'll be doing next, I noticed that Mississippi Mud was also a song used, performed in the movie. So they're using a racial slur also as music backing for the... So is is that that okaying it, or is that just further using racism? They're... They are accurately using a phrase that might have been used in a folk song from a era that was contemporaneous to the movie. <laughs> and so, so, I mean, you, boy, you really threaded the needle there, and yeah. I'm sure they can thank you for that. Well, it's funny because Mississippi mud nowadays, um, in the in, a, in the current vernacular, is a drink. And right. I showed you a country band a yes, long time ago, a local Connecticut country band. I don't know their name, but they had a song and a lyric for Mississippi do. mud and moonshine and cornbread. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You think I'm going to change, rearrange, you got another thing coming to you. Yeah. Dude, after you showed that to me, I listened to it probably 30 more times. And it's, uh, I'm going to shout them out. They are the Screaming Eagles. Screaming Eagles, that's the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys, you got uh, you got some free promo on the pod, so good for you. Uh, that's what I have. Let's get into your movie review, buddy. Okay, let me pull that up real quick. <clears throat> I liked this movie when I was a kid. Like, I really liked it. I thought all the gears and mechanical spiders were awesome, and I thought it was the adventure of a lifetime. I watched it this week as an adult, and all I could think about is how bad all of their balls and pussies must have smelled in the heat of summer while wearing <laughs> leather pleats. The black guy, cripple guy jokes were funnier when it was done on a scary movie, too, because the strong hand guy rules. If my head were cut off and the last thing I saw when I was alive was Wild Wild West and it was projected for all to see, I would beg to be brought back to life so I can kill myself. Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, dude, I love your writing. I really do. <laughs> uh, all right, bad credit names. All right. We got a bunch. Um, I'm going to start light, as I always do. Okay. Eddie Heiss and Freddie Heiss. Okay. May Boss and Clay Boss. I'm nosing a pattern here. Yeah, I just those those are the those are the two uh, groups. Okay. I assume they're related. Just thought it was yeah. weird that there was an Eddie and Freddie and a May and Clay. Yeah, the same last name. Who would do that to their kids? Who would? I don't just, know. Especially if they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carol Hibble. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, H Y B L. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did my best. Yeah. John Fester Sandow. It's Fester in quotes? Yes. Okay. Is that, is, I think that's worse. Isn't yeah, that worse? It is worse. If he was born with that name, it's more... So, so imagine him being in, like, middle school art class, and they're like... She calls him by his name when she's doing roll call, and he's like, call me Fester. <laughs> yeah, ew. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weird kid forever now. Um, Fran Allgood. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's all good. John Magic Wright. Okay. Oscar Mitt. Okay, getting there. Okay, I almost got you. Uh, cool name here. Scott Fieldsteel. Fieldsteel? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Kaping Lee. I like that one. Me too. It's K-A-P-I-N-G. Kaping. Lee. Um, number 10, Pollying. <laughs> you think, like, 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 what, you think he's one of those guys or girls that's just like, I'm Polly, and that's all I talk about is their polyamorous relationships? But probably now, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Pollying. Number 11, Sammy Maloof. Sammy Maloof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, number 12. Oh, there's a couple of Robs here, by the way. Right. Uh, number 12, Robert Todd Skaggs. <laughs> Todd Skaggs. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I, I pronounced it that way on purpose, but yeah. he goes by Todd. So it's, he wants to be called Todd Skaggs, <laughs> but okay. his name's Robert. Right. Um, number 13, David Fuhrer. <laughs> like spelled like Hitler. That's just unfortunate. Yes, it is. Uh, bear with me on number 14. Okay, there's 16. Here's number 14. All right. Solange Schwabe. Okay. Uh, S-L-O-A-N-G-E. For the first name. And Schwabe sounds like a light beer, like a really bad light beer. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible light beer. Good point. Uh, number 15, Rob Clot. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. 
number number sixteen, and I just feel really bad for you in nineteen ninety nine. If your name is Jerry Potter, Jerry. Oh my god, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. That what really do you like, sucks. his brother, dude? Uh, where's your lightning bolt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry Potter, huh? You think you're cool? Um, all right, let's uh, do the movie comparison, and then we'll talk about what we're uh, what we're watching next week. Okay. Street Fighter on the apparatus got a negative nineteen. Okay. Uh, so Wild Wild West got a negative forty. That's a that's a big leap, right? Off okay. The bat. One for Wild Wild West. Elevator movie plot pitch: Street Fighter uh, got a thirty six, but a two star. Okay. Wild Wild West a thirty two and a two and a half star. So Wild Wild West um, is better. Therefore, Street Fighter wins that category. Okay. Indefensible, indefensible dialogue counter. Street Fighter has a fourteen. Okay. Uh, Wild Wild West eleven. So that's another one for Street Fighter. The Bastards. Okay. <clears throat> um, interesting though. Uh, they both got a twenty seven on the ammonometer. Huh. So we're gonna we're gonna watch that because neither has the champion. Okay. If uh, if Loveless had won that fight, I think we would have given it to Wild Wild West. But okay. we're just gonna we're gonna watch it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So. Uh, the poor taste detector, uh, Street Fighter had 11, and Wild Wild West had double that. <laughs> double, 22. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tropes, Street Fighter had 16, the bastards. Jesus. Right. Uh, only only 11 for Wild Wild West, and okay. the CGI is, is worse on uh, Street Fighter with a deep recall and a rock scorpion here on Wild Wild West. So right. um, it's winners 4-3 uh, to three Street Fighter. I mean, okay. Wild Wild West did a better job than I thought they would. It did. I mean, there was, I mean, it was, I had fun talking about this movie because it is, Me too. despite its flaws, a kind of fun movie. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm okay. I can live with that result. I can live with the, uh, the calibration of our machines right now. I, I think it was worse movie than I realized, but it wasn't as bad as Street Fighter. So it, that's, yeah. that's about right. And uh, I just want to mention that Joker remains our full on Street campaign going into next week. Okay. So our current worst movie ever made is still Street Fighter. Right on. Uh, and next week we are watching. We are watching Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, 1997. So Except, we are returning to the comic book world, but just barely because this doesn't yeah. really count. This just is Tim. Bur- this is Tim Burton, right? Uh, I'm not sure that this one is. I know the one with uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin is Tim Burton. I don't yeah. know. This one could be. Okay. I just know that this is one uh, that I, I'm pretty sure it's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And George Clooney, right? And George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to get into it. So let me tell you something we haven't really done quick. Any, we haven't done any Schwarzenegger. I'm just yeah. super excited. Let me tell you something real quick. I, yeah. I, I I love the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I think everybody does because those are I well-made films. Um, yeah. For a while, I would I was aggressively defending the Tim Burton and like the, the 90s Batman movies in okay. favor of the Nolan ones because uh, okay. because I like the bright comic book nature of it and like how yeah. they, they weren't so hinged on darkness and they were just like meant to be corny blockbusters. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I was also saying it through like the romanticized lens of ha- not having seen those movies in like 20 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see about this one. I mean, this one is one of them that you were defending or? Just the whole like um, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I was for a, for a minute. I was just like, "There's so much better than Dark Knight." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so. That was a hot take. 
It was. I think I was just doing it to be an asshole. So yeah, <laughs> probably going to prove myself uh, correct that theory correct uh, next week when we watch those movies. Let's do it, dude. It's going to be awful. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, of course, for listening. Yeah, uh, Rob, you want to send us out there, buddy? All right, so guys, this has been the Bomb Filter. You can find us on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google. Um, pretty soon to be YouTube and iTunes. I'm working on that behind the scenes. Uh, we're we're using Anchor FM, so it only gets us on so many platforms. Like I do the other stuff manually, and I'm still I'm learning this. And I've just had a I've had a I've had a couple weeks that were a little hectic. So um, as things calm down, I, I have the files ready to go. So I'm probably going to be working on that next. Now that we got. Uh, the soundboard fixed and the audio fixed and the internet fixed. So I think, I think we sound like a real podcast now. Yeah. sounds great, dude. Yeah. So um, with that guys, we'll see you next week.